Welcome to the Purpose Podcast. My name is Rachel, and um, we are so excited that you've chosen to join us today. We really do believe that God has set you apart and designed you to love Him, love people, and walk in your purpose, and that is to win your world. And we are, I mean, hope everybody's been having an amazing year so far. Amazing year. We're into the month of love. Yes. Rachel also meant to encourage you to subscribe oh, where, upon all, all platforms, platforms. There you go. all of them, wherever you are consuming this content. But hey, uh, before we get going, want to set up uh, the next couple of weeks, we are going to be talking about relationships. And so we are a part of a church called Faith Promise, and so we'll be talking about relationships as a church. But gosh, it doesn't really matter where uh, you're listening to this or when you're listening to this, life stage you're listening to this relationships are massive. They dominate our life. Uh, no matter, again, where, where you're at in relationships or life stage, relationships bring a lot of joy or a lot of devastation. And so we are super excited to be able to do this. And obviously, this is the Purpose Podcast, so we care so much about your purpose. Well, relationships are one of the things that impact your purpose the most. So we talk a lot about your relationship with God, but you can't... You can't uh, mitigate how important it is, your relationship with people, uh, romantic and otherwise. We'll talk a lot about romantic relationships, but um, and we're going to tell some great stories in this. So actually, we'll go ahead and go there. We have an amazing guest with us. Rachel, why don't you set that up? We do. We have an incredible friend of ours, and her name is Ashley. Ashley, you want to tell everybody hi? Hi, guys. <laughs> she, um, We have done Life with Ashley for many a year. How, um, how long have you been at Faith Promise? Um, almost six, it'll be 16 years this year. Okay. I thought you were about to say six. I was like, no, I can't be right. <laughs> 16 years. 16 years. I You've know. raised kids here. I, yeah. How many kids do you have? Uh, well, together we have seven. Seven. Have seven kids. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry. No. Oh, I just, I Seven love, kids. Uh, it's they... like a circus some days, but it's fine. Uh, I can't imagine there's not any days <laughs> that aren't. Ashley's like, she's the boss, man. She, she crushes Well, it. don't think too much of me. Like, m- four of the seven are middle school and high school. So, you know, it's like... It's easier. It, they all wipe their own not, butt. Yeah, yeah. I, it's not as complicated. It's not like I have seven under seven. You know, like, let's not get crazy. Well, uh, that is that's, another level. That's the Wonder Woman right there. <laughs> yes. If you me. are that woman and you're listening, we applaud you. You're you deserve inc- something you're incredible. That I can't give you. Yeah. <laughs> All kinds of things. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're super grateful because Ashley has an incredible story mm-hmm. of um, just how good God is, how present he is. And we um, are grateful to have walked with and like I watched Ashley walk through um, her story and to be able to come on the other side and say, I don't know that I've ever seen somebody, especially up to that moment in time, walk with the grace um, that you walked with, but looked more like Jesus. Like you Mm. just... You looked so like Jesus, like your your posture of your heart, your attitude. And so I would love for you to just take a couple of minutes and why don't you just share your story with everybody that's listening? Oh, gosh. Uh, well, essentially, uh, the short version is that my husband of 10 years um, one day told me that he didn't love me anymore and um, he left that very night, um, and didn't come back. So, um, that's the short version. Hmm. Um, I don't know how much more you want, but. Well, there's, there's a lot in there. <laughs> no, yeah, that is the short it's, version. It's a complicated thing. It is when, a complicated thing. When you ask the question, I'm like, this is going to take the whole time. 
It did not. Oh no, <laughs> it did not. I um, that is, and so this was a total shock for you, absolutely. And yes. um, I and it was not something you wanted, um, right? No, no. Um, I fought for a long time, um, spiritually mostly because you know you can't force someone mm. physically to stay. You know, so it was <laughs> it was uh, mostly a spiritual battle. And um, I, I fought hard. Um, I found myself in a place that I never expected to. Um, and I think when you're in that place and you're in such a, um, a space of deep desperation, um, you know, thankfully I had roots in God and church and all of these things. Um, but, oh, my gosh, I... I'm so grateful for that because I don't know what else I would have done. It was like, this is all that I have. So, okay, God, like this is, <laughs> I guess we're doing this together. Yeah. You know, we're going to find our way out of it. So good. You had a verse that really became a banner <clears throat> over you for that season. Would you share that with us and what it meant to you? Um, I assume you're probably referring to the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I am. Um, yeah, it, uh, you know, you, if you grew up in church or if you grow up in church, you are, you know, you hear the stories, the Bible stories, you know, your whole life, you know, um, and the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, uh, in Daniel three was something I'd heard my whole life. Um, but in this place of just seeking out any, uh, spiritual wisdom I could possibly find, um, of course, I'm just like picking up the Bible multiple times a day, just like, okay, God, give me something else. Give me one more glimmer of hope. Give me something in this hour, in this moment, because I can't go on. Like, I can't keep breathing if you don't give me something else to hold on to. And so um, I landed in the book of Daniel one day, and of course, I'm like, oh, I've already read, I know this story, you know. But um, it's funny how. God will give you new revelations in different seasons and places in your life. Yeah. Um, when you think you know. Um, so I'm, um, you know, I'm reading Daniel three, and it's the story of these three guys, and most of you probably know it, but um, they are refusing to bow down to an idol, and so they are thrown into the fiery furnace, and um, you know, right before they're thrown in there uh, for not doing everything that the king wanted, they say. Our God can save us. We know this. Our God can absolutely save us from this. He is strong enough. But if he doesn't, then he's still good. And um, so I just, it was like this, this huge, you know, oh my gosh. Okay, you can do this, God. You can absolutely do this. And I know you can. I believe you can. Mm -hmm. But if you don't, I'm going to be okay. Mm -hmm. You're still good. Mm-hmm. You're still good no matter what. Um, and so that was really, that was a life-changing moment that day that I reread that, it felt like for the first time. Um, and I've carried that, gosh. It, okay, so there's also this verse in uh, Ezekiel 36, 26, and it's, um, I think it was like the churches. We, we, didn't we do new or something mm-hmm. like that one year recently? Um, so... If you're a promiser, you probably remember um, 3626 in Ezekiel, and it says, you know, I'm about to do something new. 
-hmm. Like, look at it. It's great. And I'm going to remove this old, stony, stubborn heart and replace it with this one that's full of life. Mm. And um, so, you know, going through all of this rediscovery and almost rediscovering who God was through this process um, of fighting for my marriage, um, all of these revelations and, um, you know, because I use this Ezekiel 36, 26 to pray over my husband's heart. I'm like, you know, oh my gosh, he's going to do something new. Like he's going to replace this old stony, stubborn heart with one that is new and fresh and, you know, um, and... I just kept praying that, like I kept saying, "God, you're gonna, re- you're going to restore his heart, um, and uh, you know, replace it with this, with this new one." And all of this process, and all of these revelations, and all of these things, and you know, and if not, you're still good. You know, all of these things that I learned and relearned, I got to the end of it and realized, um, you know, when he said no um, to restoring my marriage, that all of this time that I had been praying for the restoration of a heart, um, I realized it was mine. And you had people meet you in the middle of that mess. Oh my gosh, yes. And it wasn't their judgment or their theology or you should do this now that really, um, Mm -hmm. that was loving for you. Would you just like, what are some of the things that people did to meet you in the middle of the mess? Uh, well, um, the, the person I'm the most thankful for in the middle of all that, um, is my very best friend in the whole world, Jennifer Dixon. And, um, it's funny because I didn't know her before this. Um, and there were, there were plenty of other people that, you know, met me in that space. And, um, I'm actually really thankful for something that your mom, Michelle, told me, um, and she said, be careful of, um, what did she say? That, I'm just trying to think of the exact word that she used. Uh, people that mean well. She said, be weary of people that mean well. Mm-hmm. Because they think they're telling you the right thing. And they think that they're trying to build you up and all of these things. But their words will be misunderstood. Or they'll be used differently. You know, Satan can twist their words. Or they, you know. And, and I just... I loved that she told me that, and it was um, something that I've not forgotten. Um, but uh, I'm really just grateful for Jen, who uh, I just, it's funny how God works, right? Like, you just look back sometimes, and you go, I see what you did there. You know, like, I didn't know her. We just happened to be in a Bible study at one point in our lives, and somehow I had her phone number. It's because of the Roar video. <laughs> That's what it was. Um, we were all in a group text together. Long story. You're probably going to cut this part out because that didn't make, need to be said. But um, we'll actually probably do a little <laughs> if you're on YouTube, like a little clip of the Lord. Right, video. right. Classic. Those are our better days. Oh really. gosh. Classic. Oh Lord, help us. That was something else. Um, anyway, so I just I and I knew that she had been through something similar. Her marriage was restored, mm-hmm. and um, of course that was what I was hoping for. And mm-hmm. I thought. I just need to talk to her. I just need to talk to this person that I don't know. So I, for some strange reason, saved her number in my phone, Jesus. Um, and I texted her one day and I just said, I, you don't know me, but I need you. 
And um, she's like, sure, what you need, you know, because that's just the kind of person she is. And um, she uh, walked me through. I mean, we ended up just becoming like sisters. And um, she walked me through some of the darkest days. And it wasn't that she had immense wisdom. I mean, she is a very wise woman and loves the Lord Mm -hmm. so deeply. Um, But it wasn't. Like, oh, here's a list of things you need to do. No one ever, that that wasn't given because no one knows what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it was walking through the moments of darkness and her saying, don't give up. You're doing good. You're doing the right thing. Now, yeah. of course, because of her experience, and that's all that I can hope that God can do with my story is use it mm-hmm. for someone else. Um of course, there were moments where she, you know, her, had her experience to pull from, and it was, you know, I want you to hang up Bible verses. I don't care if you have to print them out on printer paper with, you know, basic fonts. Just, like, it doesn't have to be pretty. And you should have seen my whole house was just covered in, like... Basic fonts. It's basic. like a sin. <laughs> like, basic. it wasn't pretty. It was just scotch tape and printer paper, like, and yeah. Post-it notes just all over my house. And... um you know, little bits of wisdom from people like that um, were just were life changing, and it. Mm-hmm. And I never want anyone to think that I can't help someone because I don't know the per- I don't have the perfect thing to say, or I don't know how to help them. There's nothing I can do. Just love. Tell them that they're doing a good job. Just tell them not to give up. You know, just mm-hmm. all of those things. Be there when they are sobbing in the floor, and there's nothing to do. Yeah, that's good. That's so good. It- um, well, I just want to hear a little bit, so um, kind of round out what God did um, after, because mm-hmm. your marriage, it ended, and um, it wasn't what you wanted yeah. or expected, and you fight valiantly, and you're defeated, exhausted, all of the things. Yeah. What um, What did God do next? What came next? Um <clears throat> well, essentially, I was single for a few years, um, just living life. I honestly did not hate it. Like, <laughs> Paul and I talk about it all the time, like, I, I, I'm so glad that you're here. But, like, neither one of us were just, like, hating the single life. It was just, like, it was just me and my kids. He had kids, and we were just, like, cool. Like, um, whatever, you know? I wasn't looking for anyone. Um are you going to tell us who Paul is? Oh, sorry. That's my husband. We've been married for five I years now. I know Paul. <laughs> they don't know Paul. We've been married for five years now. Um, you meet Paul. Well, you yes. knew Paul, but yes, God uh, does something unique with you and Paul. I, I sort of knew Paul. Um, I, if, are you asking how I met him or anything? No, new? just like, hey, you just know. The just of the restoration of Just the restoration of Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gosh. What did God um, do? Well, the beauty of it was that... Uh, I think one of the reasons why I didn't mind being single was because I figured out who I was. You know, it was um, me and God just trucking along, raising some kids, you know. Um, I don't want to give the uh, idea that their dad was never, he is in their life now. He is in their lives, and we're very grateful for that. Um, God has restored his heart. He did answer my prayer Um, for a long time. I... Uh, gosh, I got so mad at God for a long time. This really doesn't have anything to do with the questions that you asked me. But um, 
maybe it'll help someone. But I, I got so angry with him um, because a small portion of the story is that while I'm going through all of this, my dad is dying. And um, my dad was uh, diagnosed with ALS and actually ended up passing away two weeks before Paul and I got married. And mm. um, so it was just like, okay, God, are you good? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like um, uh, it was just, it just felt like one thing after another. And um, so walking through that and figuring out, you know, how to believe that God was good again, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because that was a really, I hit a darker place after all that I went through than I did when, you know, when, when the marriage was falling apart. Um, and so after my dad had died and, you know, all of these things, it was just like, like, I appreciate all the things that you did for me. Like, I love it. I'm so grateful. But like, why are you, why do you keep saying no to me? Why do you, you know, I asked for my dad to be healed. I asked for my marriage to be restored. Like, why? Mm -hmm. What? And you may never hear the reason why. You may never figure it out. And so it's the process of figuring out that God is good. Um, and that he's always there. You're, you're, uh, speaking of Andy Stanley, uh, he says in, I can't remember now what sermon series it is, but I've watched it a hundred times. And um, he says, never mistake God's apparent absence for apathy. Mm -hmm. Because there are going to be times when you go through really dark places that it feels like he's just not there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you think, where are you? Why aren't you doing something? Right. But I promise he's good. And I promise you're going to make it through. And you just, you can't run from him. You have to run to him, and you'll you'll see it. That's good. In, uh, in Matthew 19, talks a lot about divorce. They're asking Jesus a lot of questions. But it's very interesting. You use the term talking about what you would tell your kids. Hey, Dad's mm -hmm. not honoring God with his heart right now. Well, in Matthew 19, they asked Jesus, well, hey, why did Moses allow us to write a letter of divorce? Why did he allow us to get divorced? And he said, it's because your heart hearts. And the best translation for that is obstinate, stubborn, perverse, disobedient. And uh, really, we're if you're talking about marriage, if you're talking about any relationship, even people you don't know, mm -hmm. the biggest indicator, the biggest impact is where's your heart at? Like, at what level mm -hmm. of softness is that? And so, but even believing that God is good or not good, it can be predicated on whether God's given you what you want then you don't really have a God. You have a genie that you're right. hoping that answers your wishes. Yeah. And so we just want to encourage you as we wrap up, when it comes to your relationships, marriage and otherwise, where's your heart at? And I want to give you two action steps that are absolute game changers. I'm really excited to share these with you. When it comes to marriages, which God restored um, Ashley to an amazing marriage with Paul, like they said, seven kids. Not sure how that happens, but <laughs> it's there. Um, they're amazing. They run businesses. They employ uh, young uh, believers, and they, they do a lot of stuff. Ministering through hamburgers, which I'm mostly <laughs> jealous of. Um, but hey, let me give you two action steps if you are, uh, especially, specifically if you're married. Uh, first, I want to tell you, this is unreal. Less than 1% of people who say that they pray with their spouse get divorced. 
less than 1% of people who say that they pray together as a married couple get divorced. That's massive. So if you're thinking, oh, how do I keep my marriage healthy? Let me ask you, hey, are you praying together as a spouse? And again, I guess mealtime probably counts, but what about at night before you go to bed, reaching over, grabbing his or her hand and praying? I, I try to pray over and for Rachel every night, even if it's, God, I love Rachel so much. Her word for the year is inheritance. God bless her inheritance. You know, just something like that, and then I roll over and pass out. But the pe- one, very quickly, very quickly, less less than one percent of people who pray together get uh, get divorced. And the second one is eight hours per year of work on your marriage drastically decreases not just rates of divorce, but enjoyment, all that. Just eight hours a year, and so I want to encourage you. You pl- we plan a lot of stuff. We plan our vacations. We plan out our, our all, all kinds of stuff. We plan out. Could we plan out eight hours Intent- of intentional work on your marriage throughout the year? Yes, they said skill based time, whether it's watching a message together and talking about reading a book together, whatever it might be. But those are two equipping steps for your purpose. And so we love you. We believe in your purpose. Actually, we are so grateful, so grateful for your time. We're grateful for your ministry. We're grateful for your vulnerability. Uh, you're a super real blessing uh, to us and anybody who's walked through what you've walked through um, and watched you be a woman of God through it, watched you trust after it, watched you you know, still be used in a mighty way. So we're super grateful for you. Uh, but, Rach, would you just pray over relationships of everybody still tuned in and yeah. we'll, we'll be done. Yeah. Lord, we're so grateful that you are who you say you are and that you created us for relationships, for community, and that you designed marriage. And um, ultimately, God, you want our hearts to be soft so that we could experience all the goodness that there is for you to offer us. And so we just ask right now, God, for soft hearts. Lord, would you help us to see with your eyes um, that we would operate with your hands uh, for the people that are in our lives? Would you speak a blessing over marriages, Father God, a spirit of unity in Jesus' name? And for those who have walked through divorce, Father God, I just rebuke a spirit of shame in Jesus' name. And we just loose restoration over their soul. Father God, would you just remind them that you are the ultimate partner in life that you've designed us to be first in intimacy with you. And God, remind us of who you are and who we are in you. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.